Welcome to the Holistic Health Bites podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Nicholson, crime scene investigator turned metabolic health investigator. This podcast provides bite-sized episodes to help you have a pristine health scene so you can live a vibrant, adventure-filled life. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Holistic Health Bites podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about some of these new medications that are on the market, specifically the risks and benefits of semaglutide in medications like Ozempic and Wagovi, among others, that are currently being used for weight loss and type 2 diabetes. Now, these medications are what's referred to as GLP-1 agonist drugs. GLP-1 is a hormone that our bodies also produce. This is glucagon-like peptide 1. An agonist means that it initiates a biochemical response when it binds to the hormone receptor. Now, the mechanisms of action and some of the benefits that are being reported are that weight loss is better than placebo. So making no other changes, simply adding this medication does help with weight loss. There have also been some reports of lowered blood pressure and cholesterol levels. Uh, These also increase glucose uptake into the muscle. They decrease glucose production in the liver and they can improve feelings of satiety. This is likely due to its mechanism slowing digestion and it also has been found to alter some of the hunger and satiety hormones and the whole hunger satiety signaling process. Now some of the risks, cautions, and concerns are these drugs are very expensive. They come in at around $1,400 per month. Of course that's going to vary a little bit by where you live and your insurance and various things and conditions why they're recommending it. Although a lot of times these aren't covered by insurance at all, and so you're on the hook for the entire amount. Several of these newer versions of these same drugs are also higher doses than previous GLP-1 agonist drugs were. The, The prior medications were in microgram doses taken every single day, and these are in milligram doses that are taken weekly. But there are no long-term studies on these higher doses for safety, for long-term risk, or potential side effects over time. There are GLP-1 receptors that are found throughout the body, and we don't really know what their purpose is on each different type of tissue. So there could be unintended consequences that we just don't know because We don't know enough about what these receptors are doing or how GLP-1 naturally interacts with all these different tissues. These drugs have been found to improve blood sugar and insulin levels, mimicking what you might find in a lower carbohydrate diet, but they don't provide all the benefits of a lower carbohydrate diet. Namely, they don't promote fat burning or ketone production, and any sugar that you are taking in can still glycate tissues contributing to damage. These drugs help fat cells shrink, but they also increase the number of fat cells. So when you go off of these drugs, this increases the risk of regaining the weight because you now have a whole lot more fat cells that can grow. Muscle mass and lean tissue have also been found to be lost with these drugs, although studies have not conclusively shown that there's a significant difference between the lean tissue that you lose with these drugs and the lean tissue that's lost with any calorie-restricted diet. This is a significant factor because 
lean tissue not only includes muscle, but also bone, organ, and connective tissue as well. This is why so many people who do lose weight with these drugs get what is referred to as ozembic face, where they look a little bit more gaunt and extra wrinkly. These drugs alone, without improving diet and lifestyle, don't reduce inflammation or toxin load, and they aren't improving nutrient status. There have been some reports of gastroparesis or paralysis of the stomach and even obstructed bowels. This may be due to that slowed digestive function. Now, my personal take on these drugs is type 2 diabetes and obesity are not caused by some birth defect in digestion and metabolism, and they're not due to medication deficiency. These are lifestyle and dietary diseases. So these drugs may be helpful as part of a healing journey. They don't replace proper nutrition and an overall healthy lifestyle. Diet and lifestyle are both the cause of these diseases and the fix. Hundreds of thousands of people have reversed metabolic disorders, including type 2 diabetes, obesity, hypertension, PCOS, erectile dysfunction, fatty liver, and other lipid disorders without medications by addressing the real root cause, poor diet, lack of exercise, too much stress, and lack of quality sleep. Unfortunately, these aren't mainstream recommendations. Our medical guidelines are based on research, which sounds great, but sadly, the vast majority of research is done by and for pharmaceuticals, not diet. These studies are relatively easy. You have a group take the drug, and you have a group not take the drug, and you compare the two outcomes. Diet and lifestyle are nearly impossible to do good quality, well-rounded research because there's just too many variables at play. Specific food choices, portion sizes, food sensitivities, timing of meals, genetic variations, environmental impacts, and on and on. These studies generally end up being very short and low quality and don't draw significant conclusions. However, we can literally see hundreds of thousands of people who in real life have changed their lives through diet and lifestyle. In the end, these drugs do have their place, but I don't believe they're the answer to solving the metabolic health crisis. I don't believe they're optimal for long-term use. And I especially worry about adding them in for children and young people who are still developing. We just don't know the long-term ramifications. And why take the risk if there's a natural way to accomplish the same goal? The choice, of course, is yours, but you should be fully informed. Thanks for being a faithful listener to the podcast. I'd love it if you left me a five-star review on this podcast so that others can more easily find this valuable information. Did you know I also work one-on-one -on -one with clients? I approach solving health challenges like I approached solving crimes by conducting a thorough investigation into your case. Sadly, hundreds of millions of people in the U.S. have insulin resistance, pre-diabetes, and diabetes, and the vast majority have no idea. I'm here to fix that. If you struggle with low energy, stubborn weight, hypertension, sleep disturbances, or any other undesired symptoms, let's talk. All you have to do is schedule a free call. The link will be in the show notes. And no, you do not need to live near me.